The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Welcome to the morning after. It's another week to analyze this, but you know, last night was uh, the Super Bowl. And we want to congratulate uh, the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl for the third time in five years, back-to-back champs. And all of Chiefs Kingdom, as they call it, <clears throat> need to take a bow. Um, they had to go on the road uh, for most of the playoffs and found ways to win, man, just like last night. So definitely got to give... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, their propers, and, and all that good stuff. We'll have some more fun with that uh, in the table talk. I'm glad it's over, though. It was a painful two weeks uh, having to listen to the 49ers uh, and the Chiefs uh, build up. I ain't like none of them. You know what I mean? But the sports fan that I am, you got to pay attention to uh, potential history. History was made back-to-back champs. And all that good stuff. And I also got to give a shout out to the Chiefs from this perspective. Their owner um, used to live on St. Croix. He used to be here uh, for the part of the, for part of the year. Uh, Clark Hunt uh, had a crib out there in uh, Carambola Ridge. I don't know if he's still gay. As a matter of fact, I was just Googling his name, uh, St. Croix. And I saw he had a lawsuit with a, a Coldwell Banker. So I don't know if it was a property issue or not. I don't know. But uh, he used to uh, have a nice crib out there. Uh, and um, Carambola Ridge. Um, when you when you're coming down from Grove, right? You're coming off of Estate River, at the top of uh, the beast, right? On the left hand side, uh, you'll see this this gated community, uh, and you'll see a lot of nice looking homes on the left hand side. It's in down in Carambola. This is by the golf course. It's kind of like in between on the ridge, right down inside there. He used to got a nice crib. So I don't know if he still got it or not. Uh, you know, hopefully he does. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I was, uh, so I was reading this and, and uh, Shoreline Inc. Uh, corporation that managed one defendant, Hunt Family Ventures. So he, he uh, a U.S. Virgin Islands corporation, Shoreline Inc. So I saw this here. Right? So I, don't, I hope he's still there. You know what I mean? Okay, they weren't winning back then. But it went a lot now, you know what I'm saying? So, um, wow, I don't get any text messages already. I forget to turn off my phone. Let's check. Oh, see? Hibiscus Point. That's the, that's the name of it. Yes, correct. You're absolutely correct. Let me uh, put this on. I'm, uh, I'm mute so that that allowed notification don't come in there. Yeah, yeah, so it's all good. And, um, you know, the, his dad, right, Lamar, right. He, uh, they were. I trying to, I trying to remember how this works. They were originally a AFL team back in the day, right? Or, uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, because 
when they won their first Super Bowl, right? They they actually won their first Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl four. Way back in the day, nineteen seventy. Right? And I and I think back then it used to be the NFL champ versus the AFL champ. Right? I think they were there was a team called the Dallas Texans. And I believe um that the the Kansas City Chiefs let me see. I want to believe that they were originally the Dallas Texans. I can pull it up now. Right? Uh, and uh one thing about Emerson, they got a they got a fan base out of this wall. Even when they weren't winning Super Bowls. Right? They um they hold on there. I'm trying to find this thing, yeah. Dallas Texans, yeah. Even when they won't win it, you know, they make the playoffs and all that stuff. But they, they, uh, okay, no, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. The Dallas Texans were later to Hershey, Pennsylvania, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, yes, right? While both franchises, you see, professional football returned to Dallas in 1960 as the American Football League commenced operations with one of its eight charter members in Dallas, called, also called the Dallas Texans, while the NFL added the Dallas Cowboys. While both franchises provided far more success, uh, no, while both franchises proved far more successful, only the Dallas Cowboys remained in Dallas. The AFL Dallas Texans would later move to Kansas City and were rebranded the Chiefs in 1963. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know they had some connection there, right? But this is this is a, a oil family. His uncle, right? His uncle, his name was Nelson Bunker Hunt, right? And uh, he was big in horse racing. <clears throat> Nelson Bunker Hunt. I mean, he. They from they from Texas, right? Uh, but um, it's amazing to me how. You know, you persevere long enough, and then you finally uh, get one of those um, transcendental players, like a Patrick Mahomes. And uh, he's like he's like vampires, you know what I'm saying? If you're beating them by 20 points, be concerned. Because if they're within 10, 14, that's a touchdown away from being a one-possession game, and the next thing you know. Right, and last night, even though San Francisco played a game good enough to win, they made little errors that came back to haunt them at the end of the game. They score a touchdown, they get the the point after blocked. That one point, right? When the game goes, ultimately the game goes to overtime. Score might have been twenty to nineteen instead of nineteen all, and then they play good defense. And then on a punt, one of the guys who black him don't know that the punt, the ball coming down, and it hits him on the back of his leg, and Kansas City recovers, and they score a touchdown. You know, all those things add up, man. That's why you got to play the entire 60 minutes. You got to be focused. And uh, and and because at, at the end of 60, all you can do is have regrets. So I feel, feel for the 49er fans because they haven't won a Super Bowl in almost 30 years. But I'm um, sorry. It's how the cookie crumbles, man. Like that. So uh, we're on call of weather service uh, to find out 
uh, what we're looking at um, for uh, the week. Because last week was a rainy week. It was a nippy week, though. Down in the low 70s every night. Even last night when I came out this morning, it had, it had, it had some rain there as well, you know. So, and then uh, with the table talk, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, locally, uh, internationally, um, the, the craziness we're hearing uh, on the campaign trails. This is wild. You know, I know people probably saying, like, well, why do we keep harping on things? We've never seen anything uh, or heard the things that we're hearing uh, on the campaign trail from one candidate in particular. This is crazy, you know, encouraging. Um, I, I hated, I hated enemy you know, to go after NATO countries and all that stuff is wild, man. I, I've never seen anything like it. But we'll break that down uh, uh, on uh, the table talk. We got the weather service on the line. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good morning. This is Mary Angeles. How are you guys doing? Mary Angeles. How's everything? We're good. How are you? Happy to hear that. Yeah, we're pretty good, actually. We had some patches of rain moving into the island um, this morning, but nothing too significant. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we looking at uh, for the remainder of today and for the middle of the week? Yes, for the remainder of today into the week, um, so there is a slight increase in moisture across the area today. Um, it's mostly due to the old frontal boundary that is going to be moving close to the area. Um, that doesn't mean that it's going to move over the islands, but it's going to move close to the islands. So it's going to bring some... Uh, patchy weather, shower activity from time to time. Nothing too significant, nothing to worry. Nothing um, similar to what we had last week. It's just going to be some showers that are going to move in uh, from time to time. Now, um, we've been um, experiencing um, cooler weather than normal. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, yes. That is due to the northerly flow that we had in the past couple of days. Since we had that front moving in across the islands, um, and that northerly flow actually helped a lot because it, br- it brought all the the nice temperatures, nice cooling temperatures uh, for the past couple of days. Nonetheless, from today into tomorrow, mainly um, by the afternoon hours into tonight, um, you guys, as well as us, um, we're going to experience some slightly warmer conditions. It, it is mostly due to the easterly winds that are going to shift more southeasterly, which means that more um, hotter temperatures are going to prevail across the island. That doesn't mean that it's going to be like crazy hot, but it's going to be warmer than the past couple of days. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Any rain uh, during this during the week? Any, any forecast for rain this week? Uh, it's it's just going to be mostly like passing shower, passing showers uh, from time to time. Nothing too significant. By tomorrow, you guys can experience a slight increase because it's the 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 front is going to be closer to the island um, by tomorrow night. So there's going to be a slight increase in in moisture, but nothing too significant at this time. We only have. We're only forecasting up to 50 um, inch. I mean, 50 percent of rain. So that's that's not too significant. So it's just going to be like light to moderate from time to time. Um, and once again, nothing too significant. Just passing showers. Typical weather. 
Any um, small craft advisories? Say that one more time. Any small craft advisories? Yes. Uh-huh. So despite the basically the, the, the good weather conditions that we're going to experience um, today into tomorrow, then um, we're not going to experience that um, bad weather for at least like a week or so. And then in terms of like marine and coastal hazards, we do have a rip current risk in effect as well as a small craft advisory and a high surf advisory for all of the islands. Basically, this includes St. Thomas and John, St. Croix and us in Puerto Rico. Um, the rip current risk is going to be for all the beaches across the Atlantic, uh, the St. Croix um, water beaches, and then the St. Thomas and St. John Islands, too. The small craft advisory is going to be in effect across all the near-shore waters and the offshore waters, as well as the Anegada Passage. So those small craft operators should exercise caution. At this time, we're forecasting seas around 8 to 10 feet, occasionally higher than that. The winds are between 10 to 15 knots, so we, we definitely encourage the, the small craft operators to exercise caution and take another measurement if, if, if they want to, if they need to do, go somewhere. Okay. Um, so, but there is a, a rip current advisory for beachgoers? Yes, yes. For, for St. Thomas and St. Croix, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Maria Angelis. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Uh, you too. That's um, uh, Mary Angelis um, from the uh, Weather Service um, down in San Juan. So, um, small craft advisory. Keep an eye on that. And uh, But I tell you, man, it'll be nice at night. Sometimes you don't even need a fan. Yeah, it's a good time of the year. Coldest month of the year, uh, as expected. Uh, and hopefully this runs through um, at least April because when the humidity uh, starts kicking in, uh, come, come May. Man, in time, I'll be rough then. That's why I, I love this. It's my favorite time of the year for that reason, man. You know what I mean? Because um, when you, um, when you get to that spring and then our summer to run into October, you know, the September, uh, October, the warmest month of the year, uh, we, uh, we, um, we got to appreciate this time of the year, man, when when it's nice and, and cool like this. Um, I see a lot of folks have already started uh, coming back. Uh, some saw one of my neighbors, uh, the fair, you know, this is fair week. I don't know if we, uh, well, like, you know, well, even if we don't, we got to find some time to, to talk to Akil, uh, Commissioner uh, Lewis Peterson, uh, this week to let us know about the um, preparations for uh, the Ag Fair and the Ag Fest 2024, so... Um, Commissioner, if you're listening, um, give me a holler uh, so we can um, get you um, on the air at some point uh, during the week to let us know what the deal is. We know the fair uh, is a Saturday to Saturday through Monday deal. And today is the 12th, so that means uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th uh, for the fair down there, the really, um, shelter band. Uh, Agriculture grounds, and um, 
hoping for an incident-free uh, Ag Fest uh, 2024 uh, weekend. Okay. Of course, you know, President's Weekend, President's Day Weekend is what we typically um, uh, conduct uh, the fair uh, here on St. Croix. It's the Virgin Island State Fair, by the way. That's what Governor Charles Turnbull proclaimed uh, back in 2005, six somewhere around there. Virgin Island State Fair. Okay? I know I had to do a, a smaller version over there in uh, uh, St. Thomas on Martin Luther King Weekend. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, the the, the size uh, of the facility and the area, uh, two different universes, but um, uh, <clears throat> fair weekend, um, this weekend here uh, on uh, the Big Island, okay, and it's it's a big event, you know, so good. Now I, I heard uh, the um, the Marty Croy went well. Um, I didn't make it over there, uh, but uh, I talked to one of one of my friends who actually uh, was over there. Where I heard it went well. So congrats to our uh, crew, Croy. I think that's the entity um, that conducts uh, the, the the Marty Croy, which is um, typically the week before the uh, Ag Fest, and I play on um, uh, Mardi Gras, right? So. Uh, congrats on that. And, uh, and next year, by the way, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and they've had many a Super Dome, many a um, Super Bowl in the Super Dome. Right? I think it's now the Mercedes Super Dome. I think that's the um, the brand name right now. So, uh, all the roads, you know, Mardi Gras, Super Bowl, everything. New Orleans going to make a lot of money uh, come, 20, come the early part uh, of 2025. They know that planning is already in effect. So we'll take a break and get the boys on the line uh, for the table talk. Got a lot to talk about. Recap the Super Bowl and uh, talk politics and local runners as well. Be back right after this. gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. 
Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. the morning after uh, the Super Bowl um, trying to do the math right if Super Bowl 3 was in 1969 and that was 55 years ago so that was Super Bowl 58 uh, last night right okay good so I want to again congrats uh, to, to the Kansas City Chiefs and all that stuff, and uh, like I said, uh, uh, they were um, they won three out of the last five, man. I've been to four of the last five Super Bowls where I lost to Tampa Bay uh, in between, so gotta give them props. Uh, I believe we got Ronnie Russell uh, on the line, uh, uh, joining us from uh, Canaan Ridge uh, over there uh, on the north side of uh, the north, the northern shoreline of Saint Croix. Morning, Ronnie, how you doing? Morning, Neville, and morning to you, wonderful audience. It's a, it's a beautiful Monday. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, partly cloudy, but that's all you wanted. You need some of that cloud cover. Um, how was the Super Bowl weekend? I enjoyed. I enjoyed the game. I enjoy. At least, at least, it was competitive, right? It wasn't a blowout. You know what I'm saying? No, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think, um, you know, the they was well matched. Yeah, I, I like the game. Yeah, it was. It was an evenly matched game. That's that's a good yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Uh, I want to Doc Doc Sanelli, Doc Carly, morning, um, Mr. Handel. How you doing out at Saint Thomas, man? Morning, Mr. Mr. James and Mr. Russell and the listening audience. I'm doing well, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, um, you gotta give you gotta give Kansas City credit, Mr. When if you if you don't kill them, they gonna kill you. Yeah, the defense, the de- the defense very good to be. That's what I'm saying. The defense keep them in the game until they were able to deliver. Correct, correct. That, that's a good way. Uh, to, to analyze it, but you can't make them mistakes, man. You're missing extra points. You get a fumble uh, and a muff, a muff punt. At the end of the day, them things don't add up, man. That's that's eight, that, that's eight points, you know. That's one point for you that you didn't get with it, with it, with the point after for the touchdown, and then the seven points that you give them because you play good defense. They punt in the ball to you, and then you know it, it, I really can't blame the San Francisco um, special teams player. Because apparently the ball hit in the back of his shoe, right? That's what it was, right? Yeah, it hit in the back of his shoe. But that that, ga- that play is what uh, gave 
Kansas City some momentum, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what gives Kansas City the momentum. Because they were trailing, I believe they were, they were trailing 10-6 at that time. Yeah. And then yeah. after they get the ball back, they scored a touchdown and went up 13-10. to 10. And at that point, uh, we knew we had a ball game. But you make a good point there, um, Docs. Uh, and, and Ronnie, you, you can relate to this uh, playing sports. When you got a lead and, and, and the, the team, the defending champs, ain't really got to act together, you got to open up a bigger margin, right? Yeah. Um, the quarterback, um, Ronnie Russell um, for San Francisco, Brock Party, he went a while there where he couldn't even complete a pass, man. He was like <laughs> 11 straight incompletions, right? Yeah. Uh, and then... All of a sudden, when they fall behind, he start completing passes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be, be, when you got a lead, you got to pile on, Ronnie Russell. Don't wait for the next team to score and then got to come back. Yeah, mistakes help them. You know, it, and, and that, when you make a mistake, the way Kansas City capitalized on it over the season, they don't capitalize on mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, they figure out, They've been figuring, and then when you make a big, major mistake, they will capitalize on it. So it was, it's a good game. Uh, I, I, both teams played hard, boy. That was that was a tough one for them to lose to because they could have win when they had, you know. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> th- th- those are the tougher losses, right? Where yeah. uh, sometimes it's better to lose thirty-five to twenty-one than to lose twenty-five to twenty-two. Okay, I mean it's still a loss. But it'll sting a little bit more because you you feel like you had a chance to win the game. You had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It was good though. Yeah, and yeah, now. yeah. It was good. It's good. And uh, hey, hey, Ducks, the hype for the Super Bowl. The only thing that, uh, that 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 to me that exceeds that now is the World Cup in soccer, right? Because the World Cup has such a global following. More so as well, but the Super Bowl, but son, they don't hype. They don't hype that thing. They like out of this wall, man. Jesus, Red Ducks. That lot of money involved in the Super Bowl, or no? Yeah, the ads. You check the ads. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like to watch the ads. Yeah, they yeah. Put money into those ads. Hey, look. So. Uh, Docs, you ready for this number? Look at we lose Docs. Cool. Doc. Come on. No, he, he, he may have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, yeah. Two, $233,000 a second. Yep. No. Yep. No, you, you do the math, right? Uh, ten ten seconds is, is two point three million, three 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 million, right? So no, a, thir- a thirty second ad is seven million dollars. This is crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got. Those ads. Seven. fighting. Seven million dollars for a thirty second ad. Yeah. You know you go, Gabony. If you if you want to run, could you imagine, Docs? If you want to run five. 30 second spots during the Super Bowl, you go pay 35 million dollars, man. Imagine that. <laughs> and I, I, we, we, we thought the, the cheapest seat was 7,500. So we were sitting down there and, <laughs> eh, and the, the, and the back seats was, I, I heard there was a million for, for the back seats, you know, the, to, to get a suite. Yep. A million dollars. Yes. Wow. <laughs> And and they're in Vegas, so you know what yeah. you know what going on leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That 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 is money. Uh, Ronnie, you've been to these uh, high-profile uh, events. Um, Come on, Mr. President. Oh, okay, 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 okay. We got a linkage. 
um, um, the ranking member has joined uh, the chat. Uh, good morning, Armando Rocky Labor, Dr. St. John. Glad to have you on. Sure, man. Good morning to the uh, Hazard, Senator Cole, and, and President uh, Ronnie Russell, and President uh, Mr. James, the, 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 the host. You know, so hey, hey, it's a good day after. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good day after the, 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 the day after. after the rain, Super Bowl, all that stuff. Yes, sir. Know? Yes, sir. Everything good, man. Hey, hey, um, I, uh, Docs, you know, you, you and Rocky, you know that the owner for the for the Chiefs used to got property over here on Saint Croix, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carambola Ridge, Hibiscus Point. I got the actual name. You know when you reach at the top of the beast and you start to go down and like you're heading towards Carambola? Nah, down, to yeah, the, down to the bay side and, and the left-hand side. Right. They got some nice homes over there. He had one of them over there. I don't know if he still got it anymore, but I know he used to have one over there oh, uh, okay. uh, back back in the day. So it ain't like people don't know that the, the Virgin Islands is, is the greatest place on earth, you know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe not enough of us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Correct. Correct. Maybe not enough of us know that the Virgin Islands is the greatest that's, place on earth. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. <laughs> You're right there. Not enough of us who yeah, appreciate it. That's the problem. Yeah, me, we, me. we don't see yeah, the yeah. value. Everybody else will see but we, we blind. We can't see what we're not. You know, well, really, that's a right point. That's a point. Well, you know what it is, you know. You don't only you only miss it until after you gone. You know what I mean? So um, that's yeah. what, that's what we got to we got to push. You know. Hey, Doc, well, we gotta stop that. No, of course that's we gotta stop it. We gotta stop it. We gotta stop. Yeah. It. Hey, hey, Doc, school. Donald Doc, school. I ain't hearing that man though. Ronnie, um, yeah, um, I I was a guest host for. Comes with the territory, and and Doc Skull was out with me, man. It was a it was a great conversation, and uh, we were talking. Okay. We were. Uh, you're back now. Okay, back. No, I, I was yeah. telling Ronnie. I was telling Ronnie that they had to call you in to to keep me in check as a guest host for Comes with the Territory. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Rocky should be added. No, Rocky. Eventually, everybody gonna get this. That's just how it'll work. You know what I mean? But uh, thank you very much, Docs. Uh, for joining me as part of the power panel, um, we we talked. Well, listen, Neville. Yeah, Neville. I was I was going back and forth because I wanted to see the, the program, right? Yeah. So I was I was I missed the kickoff and I kind of think I said, man, this this more important than the kickoff. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> we just having fun. We having some fun there. But you know, uh, uh, Ronnie, um, we touched on a number of different topics. The, the first topic we touched on was the Constitutional Convention, right? And um, looking back over the years where we've had five Constitutional Conventions and we failed to adopt a Constitution, looking back at it, Rani, and I want everybody's opinion on this, given the virtual who's who was involved in the five previous Constitutional Conventions, that is arguably one of our biggest failures as a community, as a territory in Iran. It, it, you, if, if you consider it a failure, Neville, it, but you can you could also consider progressive improvement on how we are approaching it, because it's now eh, 40 years, 
50 years. We've tried different things, and life has changed a lot. Um, I look forward to it because um, it's time that we get a constitution. There were several issues that prevented us, but I, I, I don't really see it as a real failure, Neville, only because uh, the design of our legal system is designed in a way that could make that difficult to happen. But it's, we, I think we reach into a point where people realize that it's a necessary function of our government. So I, 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 I resolve my comment on that as a failure, okay? Well, I respect that, but I'm just looking at who was involved, right? Uh, Rocky, when you got 33 members in the first two constitutional conventions that included all 15 senators, right? Then we had the third constitutional convention that had 60 members in it. The last two have had 30, 30 members. And now this one, according to the, to the statute, according to the law, um, there will only be 15 members uh, of the, uh, in the sixth constitutional convention after the election uh, and all that stuff. Uh, we can be in 2024. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying that I'm right. It's just my opinion. But we can be in 2024, given all that we know, all of the intellectual capacity we have individually and collectively, and can't put a document together. We've been living off the revised organic act since 1954, Rocky Labour. Yes. And I, mean, I, I understand your, your position on it. I, I see, and to some degree, I, I, I thought about it the same way. Because we have so many folks who've been in government, who've been in politics, who are the main shapers and makers of the, the territory. But still, we still can't get that final touch. Now, on the other hand, it also shows how diverse we are. It, it shows how difficult it is to come to a decision with so many folks involved. That's, that's you know, uh, if you look at some of the, the Constitution around the world, they, it took time. And it didn't go through one try or two try. There was a number of issues that stand out. But I don't know if our focus among individuals in this group have been more or less kind of the same. I, I think what has happened is that we have had so many different interests gone into this constitution that people are just hell-bent that if I don't get it my way, then there'll be no way. And we, we've had that ability to really develop some real consensus. We, we haven't had that. And so that's why it appears like we, we, we are failing. Uh, but I think later, as, as we go along, we can see that, that they, um, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It just, all of it is timing, guys. To me, timing is what makes a difference. And different times in life, in, in history, creates different kind of outcomes. And this is happened to be one of those things that we face. Now, 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 Docs. I mean, that's my. Docs, in, in talking with a, a former Constitutional Convention member, uh, former Senator Arturo Watlington, uh, he said the native naturalized issue, it, it was really, or, or, or defining a native Virgin Islander, 
was really the big issue yes. um, that that hindered the the most recent uh, constitutional convention from actually getting a document that would be embraced by everybody. We can't allow that issue in 2024 and then going into 2025 uh, to be to be an obstacle, Docs. Uh, we're way too knowledgeable about our history for us to allow that issue, given the melting pot nature that we are here in the Virgin Islands, for that issue to be holding things back. I don't, I don't think so. What's your take? Neville, the problem is you're absolutely correct. I, and I'm going to disagree with Ronnie. It's a failure. It's been a failure for the, all the years. Because when you put a document together like that, you have to go over to go out and sell that document to the people. Right? And when was the first constitutional convention? When was the first constitution drafted? Uh, 6465. Okay. The diversity of the population back then, and that was the time when that, that constitution was supposed to be adopted. To answer your question, the diversity of the population, the voting population that back then, wasn't how it is today. No, as a matter of fact, that we, we, we were actually we were actually in the in the beginning phases of that uh, population tripling, right? Yes. From, from thirty-three to ninety-nine thousand. And the definition that was placed in there disenfranchised a majority of the voters who were voting for the population, for the voting for the constitution. When you put that, when that native lang that language was placed in the constitution, and then you come back and ask, let's say somebody like me, Neville, my mother brought me to St. Thomas, I was two years old. My children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, right, were born in the Virgin Islands, and they are not native. How am I going to support a document like that? And there were thousands of people who was in that same position. You understand? Well, 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 no, no, that, that's, a good, that, that's a good point. Uh, we, we, we let that thought marinate over the break. When we come back, we'll pick it up there, because that's a very good this, the, uh, point that we need to discuss in today's Virgin Islands in 2024. We'll take a break. Uh, table talk is in full effect this morning. We'll be back right after this. Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. 
Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Here are the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. We're back here on Analysis, uh, the Table Talk, uh, which is a Monday uh, discussion that we have uh, here. Um, I don't look where I'm called right now. Uh, former senators, uh, affectionately known as, wait, wait, Generation Gone or Generation Done? Generation Done. Generation Done. <laughs> um, rep- uh, representing the island of St. Thomas, uh, Senator uh, Donald Duck, former Senator Donald Duck, called three term senator. And most recently was a majority leader in the 30th legislation legislature. Uh, good morning, Senator Cole. How are you? Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, I'm doing well, and I have to say, President, please. Yes, sir. Josh Goodwin lives forever and analyze this. <laughs> and uh, joining us from St. John, can we get in alphabetical order? Uh, the ranking member of the Table Talk Group, eight-term senator, served 16 years as an allowed senator. Uh, representing the people of the Virgin Islands. That's why he promotes at-large voting. Uh, the one and only Armando Rocky Labor, um, the owner of La Papeleta, out of St. John. Good morning, Mr. Ranking Member. How are you? So good. Good morning, Mr. President. And um, I am not generation done. <laughs> Once you're living, you're still, you're still performing. Still performing. So you can't be done yet. A two-term, as a matter of fact, a two-time, a two-time Senate President um, leading the legend, leading the body, the first branch of government in the twenty-first legislature and the twenty-fourth legislature. I think that's that's ninety-five, ninety-six, and two thousand one, two thousand two. And uh, joining us from Saint Croix, uh, Ronnie Russell, originally out of the West, but now he's hanging out over in Canaan Ridge, uh, four-term senator and uh, senator president for the twenty-ninth legislature. Good morning, Ronnie. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing very well, Neville. And good morning to everybody who is listening. It's a pleasure. That's all I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and of course, welcome, welcome back to our welcome back. Uh, yeah, yeah. He been, uh, he, he been on assignment the last couple couple, couple <laughs> Mondays, yeah. but, yeah. but 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 we glad we glad to have him. Hey, Ronnie, we had a field day with um with 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 um with Rocky, you know, with the, with the US <laughs> with, with the Australia Open. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to like to come out yeah. and, and, and like to hear me saying, man, man. Oh, 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 oh,
as as a goat, as a goat. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Rocky. Yes, guys, I have to say this to you all. I I got off the radio and I went to town and I met this guy. And the guy said to me, he said, man, you're Rocky Lieber? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, man, I hear the man start making my the goat. <laughs> and really dissing you. The man telling you disrespectful. Oh, and the radio car, you know, this goat and thing. I got some around them. I said, no, no, I ain't read them. I said, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't care about it. Then the radio. So I said, no, no, no. You know, you know what just happened, guys? The guy, the guy, the guy tell me. He said, man, what are you doing? I can call it, um, I can like a goat. I said, no. <laughs> goat really is. He, he understood what it goes mean. So I tell him, goat is key. G-O-A-T. I said, Greatest of all time. I said, oh, that's what, oh, that's what I said. What I'm saying, guys, so the guy, the guy married her, you know, for an answer to me. First of all, so Devin, no, no, Devin, yeah. I want you to, yeah. I want you to use yeah. this time now because he, he came up and said it to me, but I guarantee you. He the only one. He the only one. He the only one. Right? That's the truth. Um, That's the truth. No, no. And, and Rocky, thank you very much for explaining it, right? Um, this actually goes back to Muhammad Ali, right? Duck school, right? When, yeah. when, when, when he beat George Foreman, right? And became the second, yeah, he was the second heavyweight champion to, to win back the title. Because I believe, I believe, I believe Floyd Patterson was the first one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ingemar yeah. Johansson had knocked had knocked um, Floyd Patterson into Wednesday, right? And then Patterson came yeah. back and win the title from him. So, so when yeah. Ali, right? Remember, Ali was stripped of his title, and when Ali went to um, the Congo, right, to fight against George Foreman, and everybody said, "Well, he can't beat this judge from a judge from a knocking out everybody." And and of course, you yeah. know, he adapted he adapted a strategy called the rope a dope, which we are using politics too to right. set pe to set people up, right? right? And yeah. after after he knocked after he knocked out George Foreman, he said, "I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the greatest of all time." Yeah. And and people realized, but well, wait a minute, um, that's that the acronym for that is goat, right? So yeah. so that's yeah. the term that we are use from now on. So I want the listener. Who, who, who you met, Rocky. And for everybody else to know, when you hear me saying, meh, meh, that, that is actually a compliment because that sim yeah. uh, that, that uh, symbolizes uh, the GOAT acronym, greatest of all time, okay? So don't feel no way. Okay, but Rocky, Rocky, it only goes to show, right, that people people listen to the show, so we always appreciate that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. And we want, and we want you to know, and we want you to know that your goat did a whole heap of trouble. Okay, that man named Djokovic, a whole heap of trouble. Okay, the, the, the young boy, the, the young boy for ducks, the young boy for ducks named Senna. He want piece. He want piece of. He want piece of Djokovic whatever he can. Okay, so tell, tell, tell Djokovic to stay out of his side of the bracket. Okay. Well. Listen, yeah. in order to be the best, you got to be the best. You got to be the best. That's right. Ain't, ain't, a, ain't a doubt about that. And what, what we want is the best document 
as a constitution for the people of the Virgin. So let's get back to the topic at hand. Ronnie, Ronnie, you know, um, Doc Skoll mentioned, right, that uh, his unique situation, having been brought here at the age of two, his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, um, and brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, right? Banya in the territory. Banya. How, how we could tell people who ain't conceived in the Virgin Islands that they're not a Virgin Island? There's something fundamentally wrong with that. I understand the terminology, Ronnie Russell, of second and third and fourth and indigenous Virgin Island and all that stuff. But if they're born here and, 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 and know nowhere else, having lived here all their life, there's something fundamentally wrong with that, Ronnie. Absolutely. And Neville, let me tell you why I don't see it as a failure, because... Break it down. Break it down. Yeah. Break it down. The, the transformations that, as a territory, we have had over the last 60 years, let's begin with 1960. You know that the Revised Organic Act was designed to have a leader who is a leader over everything. So when the president appointed a governor, the president was exercising control over this territory. Mm -hmm. So that from that design to electing senators, electing a governor, electing a delegate, and moving through the political process, giving people the right to participate, I don't see it as a failure. Okay, okay. Not, I, 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 understand, I understand the context that you're coming with. I understand yeah. the context. The context yeah. that yeah. they tried their best with what they had, but they didn't have a full, uh, you know, panoply of uh, balls in the, to throw. Mm -hmm. in, yeah, they, they were playing with half a deck. And as, as, as that happened those constitutions couldn't make it because they were playing with half a deck. But but that's 64 and 65, Ronnie. We, we've, had, yeah. we've had constitutional conventions subsequent to our ability to elect a governor, right? Right. Remember now, in 64, when we had the first constitutional convention, and that one went into 65, at that yeah. point, we were still under the appointed governor um, um, right. circumstance, right? Right. In 70, we had the ability to elect our governor, which, by the way, is interesting because today is a good history lesson, right? The way Congress set us up with the Revised Organic Act of 1954, and remember now, the original Revised Organic Act was, I believe, a 1936 document, right? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. They actually gave us the ability to elect legislators and not governors before, right. I mean, before we had the ability to elect a governor. Yes. Right? And, and, and the issue, Neville, progress. Who's going to interpret our constitution if we drafted one? We recently got a Supreme Court. We now reach to a point where a constitution in the context of the territory would make some sense. And before, those failures were just progressive attempts to draft a document that would be wholesome for the territory. We reach that point now, where we have a Supreme Court, we elect our own governor, we elect senators, and we're treated like a state with our Supreme Court. So we have a Supreme Court now who could interpret the Constitution. I cite and I look at the whole thing, and, and that's why I didn't consider it failures, because 
they could not really draft a real constitution because everything was not in place. And, you know... So, 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 basically what, so basically what you say now, and, and, and I want to make sure I clarify this before I go to, to Rocky and then go back to Ducks. The circumstances under which we were, we, we, were, we were looking at adopting a constitution back pre-Supreme Court uh, installation in 2006 are different from now. Now we don't have any excuses, what you're saying, compared to exactly. the prior to... And, 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 and people got a sense of that, got a sense of that, and th those progressive documents, we could build on it now. Okay. We could build uh, on okay, it now. Okay. Rocky, okay. Rocky, Rocky give, give me some insight there. Um, I, 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 was look, I, I was looking at it as a failure from the standpoint that we had so much intellectual capacity with the names that, that, that you go through. When you look at, at this, a virtual who's who, and some of the greatest Virgin Islanders as it relates to understanding government, um, understanding... Uh, sociology, which is a critical part of putting together a constitutional convention because you're talking about protecting people's rights and things of that nature. Um, I, I just thought from that perspective that, that we could have had a document uh, in place, but Rani is saying we got to factor in all of the dynamics. What's your take on that, Rocky, and then Docs? Well, let me go back to what Doc said earlier about his children being born. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, go ahead. What? That was part of all of that tied into the Casino Control Act. You remember that? Yes. We had a oh, yes. they called the Native... Hey, that's what I came down. Yeah. The Native Virgin Islands Clause. I mean, I I was there. I was part of it. I um, It was something that divided the people of the Virgin Islands smack down in the middle. People who were friends, family, loved ones were, were, were torn apart because... The definition of a Virgin Islander just didn't fit everybody. Because I remember the discussion we had. I remember a couple of senators with me, um, Senator Potter, Senator Richards, Bobby Richards. We were caught in a quandary with this whole definition. Because at that time, there was a distinction made between an indigenous Virgin Islander and a Virgin Islander. Yeah, yeah, beca be be because it had to, it, it had to do, it had to do with one of the one of, one of the ownership tiers for the for the resort and casino control right. act of nineteen ninety five. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that situation caught us in a real, real quandary because they were saying that if you wasn't here back in nineteen twenty seven, then you are not an indigenous Virgin Islander. Mm -hmm. And in my, you know, and they went back to their parents. My mom was born in 1920. My father was born in 1927 in the Virgin Islands. And so they had no question with me. But my position was that, listen, man, if you're born in the Virgin Islands, where's you going to be born? You, you, you got to be a native of the place? Where's you going to be? And so that definition created a problem for, for, for the guys who were running that. Mm -hmm. That was Uzi and um, Bort and them. Yeah. You know, and that situation was able to be resolved by putting in a clause in there that says that if you're born in the Virgin Islands, you are, you are native Virgin Islander. That's why, and that, you know, if we hadn't done that, we'd have been sitting here talking about that today. 
that 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 divided the people of Virgin Islands in a in a very big way, and it was so divisive that many people kind of began to hate a lot of members of the legislature and the institution because of what happened. That was a real controversial issue. To me, one of the biggest controversy in the territory ever experienced. You know, if you think back about it. No, 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 no that, that, that's a good point. And by the way, um, Docs and Rani, uh, Rocky, Rocky Lanus, no, um, subliminally, I will come later, no. I was dealing with a big issue before I ever come in legislature. No, I just, I, I, I'm just teasing. I, 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 no, no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. But you are correct. It, it was a, it was a, a huge issue, and this is 1995 we're talking about, and um, the, right. the, the resort and casino control. Like, it, it's interesting, and we're going to a break now. You know, when the conversation is is uh is deep like this, uh, time to fly. But it's interesting how. A, a gaming legislation, right? And I want Doc School to talk about this first when we come back from the break. Gaming legislation exposed some deep-rooted sentiments about how people feel, uh, 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 felt. I go, I go speak properly. How people felt about our our demographics at that particular time. And it seemed like yesterday, but gentlemen, that's almost 30 years ago. Well, 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 time to really fly for two. So we're going to take a break, come back, Doc's. I want to chime in on that. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, table talk and analyze this is in effect. We'll be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big <laughs> cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. In West Africa, astronomers are on a mission. This is very important. If you don't get the data at the right second, you don't get the data ever. Discover a history of African astronomy. Wow, it's incredible. And one scientist's dream for the future. I believe space is for everyone. Star Chasers of Senegal on Nova. Tune in February 14th at 8 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. 